The efficacy of faith, then, depends not upon the faith itself, considered as a psychological phenomenon, but upon the object of the faith, namely Christ. Faith is not regarded in the New Testament as itself a meritorious work or a meritorious condition of the soul, but it is regarded as a means which is used by the grace of God. The New Testament never says that a man is saved on account of his faith, but always that he is saved through his faith or by means of his faith. Faith is merely the means which the Holy Spirit uses to apply to the individual soul the benefits of Christ's death. And faith, in one sense, is a very simple thing. We have been engaged, indeed, in a sort of analysis of it. But we have been doing so, not in the interests of complexity, but on the contrary, in order to combat the false notions by which simplicity is destroyed. We have not for a moment meant to imply that all the logical implications which we have found in faith are always consciously or separately in the mind of the man who believes. Mysterious, indeed, is the chemistry of the soul. And a whole new world of thought, as well as life, is often conveyed to a man in an experience of faith that seems to be as simple as the falling of a leaf from the bough, and as inevitable as the flow of a mighty river to the sea. Certainly, at bottom, faith is in one sense a very simple thing. It simply means that, abandoning the vain effort of earning one's way into God's presence, we accept the gift of salvation which Christ offers so full and free. Such is the doctrine, let us not be afraid of the word, such is the doctrine of justification through faith alone. That has been a liberating doctrine in the history of the world. To it was due the breaking of medieval bondage at the Reformation. To it is due, ultimately, the civil liberty that we possess today. And now that it is being abandoned, civil liberty is slowly but steadily being destroyed in the interests of a soul-killing collectivism that is worse in some respects than the tyrannies of the past. Let us hope that the process may be arrested in time. If we are interested in what God thinks of us, we shall not be deterred by what men think. The very desire for justification in the sight of God makes us independent of the judgment of men. And if the very desire for justification is liberating, how much more the attainment of it? The man who has been justified by God, the man who has accepted as a free gift the condition of rightness with God which Christ offers, is not a man who hopes that, possibly, with due effort, if he does not fail, he may finally win through to become a child of God. But he is a man who has already become a child of God. If our being children of God depended in slightest measure upon us, we could never be sure that we had attained the highest state. But as a matter of fact, it does not depend upon us. It depends only upon God. It is not a reward that we have earned, but a gift that we have received.